thing to our daughters is that's a man's job. Ay, ay, ay. Um, you know, that kind of guidance provides them with a false understanding that their dreams, their desires, their goals are limited to those that have been predetermined for them as female. And I just, I can't, uh, live in a world where we're limiting our girls by dictating what they can and cannot do based on traditional gender roles. So um, as we all know very well, a girl's capabilities are endless and she's fully equipped to do what she sets her heart and mind to. It's been almost a year and a half since my book, Empowered Women, Empower Girls, A Guide to Modeling Courage, Confidence, and Self-Love for the Next Generation has been published. And it's always so amazing to release a book baby into the world and just like pray and wish that it's going to reach the right people. And what's even better is when you start hearing from your readers about the impact that it's made and the things that they've learned. And so it's been an amazing transformational year. And I'm so grateful for the feedback that you've provided about the book. What I know for sure is that we as women have such this deep desire to empower girls, whether it's our daughters or our nieces or our students or our clients, but we forget that by looking in the mirror, that's actually like the, the most important work that we can do by really um, making that relationship with ourselves better is the greatest gift that we have to give to the next generation. So that's how we step into our empowerment and lead by example with intention. Uh, I hope you'll check out my book, Empowered Women, Empower Girls. It's available on Amazon. And to all my readers who've been with me, I thank you. I appreciate you more than you know. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Empowering Her podcast. I'm your host, Melody Pormorati. I'm a twin girl mom, life and wellness coach, and the creator of the Girl Life Certification Program. And I'm so happy to welcome you guys here. I am coming to you on a Saturday morning, super early. My family's asleep, so this is our best time to hang out with each other. And I want to thank you guys for joining me every week for this podcast. Um, it was a really fun endeavor starting this. And I have to say, I look forward to every one of these sessions and the feedback I'm getting from you is amazing. So if you haven't already rated, reviewed, and subscribed to our podcast, please do so. Uh, it's my goal to get this out there and to get this information in the hands of the women who, who need it. And uh, I think together we rise. And this is one of the many ways that we can do that. So I got some amazing notes from you guys about last week's episode all the phrases that we use that disempower our daughters. And today is part two of that episode. And I think the reason that you're you're all um, drawn to this episode, just as I was writing this article and sharing this podcast, is because, you know, we are all so like into empowering ourselves and empowering our daughters. 
But we forget that the first step to doing that is actually to to get rid of all the disempowering language, the disempowering thoughts. I mean, that's the first thing we need to do to give way to a new way of thinking, to creating new neural pathways that are going to uh, propel us into this mission of empowerment. So the phrases that I'm sharing here are phrases that we all catch ourselves using. I still, to this day, <laughs> I use them myself and I catch myself or, you know, I have the thought and I catch myself before I've actually verbalized it. So it's really important for us to get clear on these things. And uh, I'm going to just continue on uh, the next phrase, the next phrase. And if you haven't already checked out last week's podcast, I would listen to that first and then come and join us here for part two. Uh, so the next phrase that disempowers is one that's that, that we've used and we've heard other people using saying to our daughters is that's a man's job. Ay, ay, ay. Um, you know, that kind of guidance provides them with a false understanding that their dreams, their desires, their goals are limited to those that have pre- been predetermined for them as female. And I just, I can't, uh, live in a world where we're limiting our girls by dictating what they can and cannot do based on traditional gender roles. So um, as we all know very well, a girl's capabilities are endless and she's fully equipped to do what she sets her heart and mind to. And that's, you know, and that's something we need to um uh, exhibit in the way that we speak to a young girl. So um, please, I beg you, don't use words like that. I, I don't care what it is that you're referring to. Saying that that's a man's job is just going to limit your girls. It's just going to limit you. Like how many times have you wanted to make moves in a career choice or just taking on something new and you've thought to yourself, oh, that's just, that's something that men do. I invite you to change the narrative, right? Like let's stop saying things like that. Let's, um, you know, let, let's, let's just release those gender roles. Let's release those stereotypes because they're not working for us. So, you know, I, it, it's about just nurturing our girls authentic selves. That's it. it. has nothing to do with being a girl or a boy. It's just nurturing their authentic selves. And, you know, my call to action for you is how can you support your girl to be her authentic self, right? Having nothing to do with, with um, male or female, but just with where her strengths are, where her passions are, and where her desires are. Okay, moving on, guys. The next one is you need to be more girly. Oh, my God. Um, as my daughters would say, a word that they use is cringy. I feel like it, I get cringy hearing that word, that phrase, you need to be more girly. I mean, what does this term really, really mean? <laughs> Where does the line get drawn between a girl who likes to paint her nails and one who likes to play sports? Um, I, I, you know, have a very personal story here. There was a time when one of my daughters was really drawn to clothing that would be found in the boys' department. Right? She, um, and and this is I'm not trying to draw a difference between girls and boys' clothes, but you walk into a store. There's the girl section. There's the boy section. And my daughter was drawn to the boys' section. This is when she was like seven or eight years old. And of course, we nurtured that. Like, this is how she wanted to express herself in the world. This is what she wanted to wear. And I cannot tell you the amount of comments that came from everyone 
uh, around us. You know, she needs to be more girly. She's a girl. She's not a boy. Why are you letting her dress that way? And I mean, it's so eye-opening to to what is handed down to us. And I always try to remember that, you know, people making these comments for the most part was coming from a good place. But, you know, ultimately sharing those comments with my daughter was not helping her. So, um, you know, I, I just invite you all to be more mindful about the messages you give to girls. And I want a, I want to read a part of an article I wrote for the Huffington Post about this very thing. Labels in all of their forms, girly, tomboy, the pretty one, etc., will only shove our daughters into a box that will over time become impossible to break out of as when she should be transitioning and growing. Being a girl who likes to wear pink, do her hair, and dance does not require a label. Being a girl who likes to play basketball, get her hands dirty, and wear makeup does not require a label. Let's embrace and encourage our daughters to simply be who they are and do what they love as they evolve on their own path without the need to pigeonhole them. So I hope this, you know, serves you in some way, this whole business of being girly. Come on, guys, we can do better. We can do better. Okay, next one is you're a quitter. Um, can we all steer clear of this word quitter? You know, I, I, again, I have personal experience with this word, which is why I bring it into the conversation. I, as a young girl, um, was constantly given messages of choose something to do and do it well and, and let that be enough. And I was a multi-passionate person from a very young age. I wanted to try different things. You know, I'd wake up one morning and have a new idea and wanted to get creative on it. And of course, our parents always do the, you know, they, they want the best for us, right? They do the best with the information and knowledge they have available to them. But I was told often um, whenever I wanted to, to to move on a new passion that had presented itself on my on my heart and on my mind, I was told that I'm a quitter because I didn't necessarily finish one thing or completely bring it into pro- fruition. Like, for example, taking piano lessons and not going to like conservatory level, that would be considered being a quitter. You know, trying something like taking a trial gymnastics class, but deciding not to move on it because it wasn't for me, that would be considered being a quitter. So, you know, um, I I invite you to steer clear of this word because, again, like on the topic of limiting our girls, Calling them a quitter will will limit them. It will make them feel like a failure. It will make them feel like they should never move on something new that's presented itself to them. And it's just not fair to them, right? Like, like the goal is to have long lives in which we thrive and grow and evolve every single day. And if we're put into a box <clears throat> and told that we can only do one thing and do it well, um, we are not going to have that opportunity to evolve in our own way on our own path. So let's steer clear uh, of the word quitter. Um, I have to say it wasn't until I was maybe in my early 30s when I realized, oh my God, Mel, you don't have to do one thing. You don't have to be one thing. Like you wear many hats in your life. You you carry many different roles and there are a lot of different passions in your heart. So um, 
if anything, let's move on them. Let's act on them. And that's when in life I started, you know, I, I started writing and I started, um, I started doing all sorts of things that went like my younger self would be totally afraid to do because I was afraid that I'd be considered a failure or a quitter. So, um, it's not until now when I'm in my early forties that like, I really feel that I'm giving myself a fair chance and I'm doing all the things that really, truly move and elevate me. Like, how could I know what, what I love if I don't give everything a try? Right. So, uh, I wonder for you in your own life, what could you give a chance to that maybe you've been afraid to, or you thought, well, I can't like, I can't complete this from A to Z. I I invite you to forget that mentality and just try it. Just try it. Take one step in that direction um, and see how good that feels. And, And the action step for you on this one is how can you applaud your girl for having the confidence and the willingness to explore everything that is possible for her. So I hope that one helps you. The next one, oh my God, you guys, you guys, you guys, we cannot use this phrase anymore. Stop eating so much you're getting fat. Oh Lord, please, if you're using this, no judgments here. I just want you to know it's shaping the future of your daughter or it's shaping your own experience in the world where when you use that kind of language with yourself, um, please don't call your daughter fat and don't teach her to tie her self-worth to her size because at the end of the day, this is a form of body shaming that she will take on for herself. And I can guarantee that, you know, we will move through life with um, a lack of self-esteem and self-love when we speak to ourselves in this way. So um, remember that our girls are watching us. Remember that we are their guides on, you know, in this in this life, especially in the early years. And that the value that she places on your words when you say things like that could be the trigger to a lifetime of, you know, um, a, a not very healthy relationship with her own body. So let's just simply put, like, let's erase the word fat from our vocabulary. Is that something we can all do together? Because I feel like it doesn't serve a purpose and solves nothing. Um, if we are truly concerned about the mental and physical health of our girls, we, you know, we can go on a health journey with them. We can get rid of diets because as far as I'm concerned, diets are, um, you know, they put us in a deficit set mindset and we don't need that instead we need to promote healthy eating we need to promote healthy lifestyle cooking nutritious meals together going for walks together doing yoga together um i finally after all these years my girls are 14 and i finally um like i'm working on getting us to exercise together. So uh, when they see me in front of the TV with my yoga mat watching an exercise video, usually it's yoga. Once in a while, they come and join me. If I see them using an app where, you know, they're doing some sort of fitness or exercise routine, I go and I join them. So not only is it a bonding exercise, but it's a positive binding exercise, bonding exercise. So how can you implement a more healthy lifestyle strategy in your home is the action step for this one. And last but not least, you guys, um, the phrase that so many of us use, the comparison phrase, you should be more like, how many of us do that? 
I, I catch myself all the time. I mean, my daughters are twins. And as much as I know that like a rule of thumb for twins is never compare, I catch myself doing it still to this day, right? So comparing our daughters to others, we're just inviting her to always compare herself to everyone who crosses her path, which is such a dangerous game, right? Um, that constant state of self-scrutiny will just keep her striving for a reality that's not hers, right? And it's just going to instill unrealistic markers for her to live up to. So the last thing we want to do is to rob our girls of their very essence. Instead, we want to encourage them to always be better than they were the day before. Um, that's the only form of comparison that will promote her growth, right? Like just striving to be better than she was the day before. Small, simple actions that are going to keep her on her evolutionary path. So um, when we catch her comparing herself to others, and we will, guys, I see my girls doing this, uh, we need to teach them that, you know, if we see someone who we feel envy for in some form, asking ourselves, well, how do I actually feel inspired by this girl? How do I feel like if she can do it, maybe I could do it too? Um, I think that's a healthy form of, I, I don't want to use comparison, but I'd rather use inspiration. I always say, let's drop the competition game and let's be inspired instead. Um, and that, of course, the byproduct of that also, like the side effect is, is collaboration over competition, growing as a girl into a woman and knowing that other women are your cheerleaders and your partners in shine. I mean, what's healthier than that? So um, <clears throat> teaching our girls that the beauty that they notice in another person is just a reflection of their own light and that all things are possible for every single one of us when we do the hard work, when we back up our goals and our wishes and our desires by aligned and inspired actions. So how can you become more mindful of making comparisons in your home, in your life, for yourself and for your girls? Guys, I hope this series has helped you in some way. I hope you've definitely caught both episodes. This was part two. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. You can reach me directly at melody at getgirlpower.com. I'd love to hear your comments. I'd love to hear suggestions on future topics for our podcast. And of course, I love connecting with this amazing audience. If you'd like to learn more about me, about the Girl Life Certification Program, you could check out our website at www.getgirlpower.com. And I would love it if you would join our exclusive Facebook community. All you have to do is go into groups in Facebook and uh, look up the business of empowering girls, impact plus profit. And we just serve up empowerment on the regular in that group. I think we have upwards of 2,000 women in there loving on each other, supporting each other, and inspiring each other each and every day. So I'd love for you to join us there. And of course, on Instagram, you can catch us at Girl Life Empowerment. You guys are the best. Thank you for tuning in every single week. And please, again, if you haven't done so yet, rate and review this podcast. Uh, sending lots and lots of love to you all. And I hope you have a beautiful week ahead. Thank you so much for your listenership. If you love what you're hearing, please consider leaving us a five-star review and subscribing to the show so that you don't miss an episode. These reviews are so very 
helpful to us. And we are so grateful for each and every one of them. If you'd like to hang out with us on Instagram, give us a visit at Girl Life Empowerment. Can't wait to see you there.